this episode, we're going to be talking about the promises of God. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah, welcome hey. back. This is episode 35. If you didn't see last week's episode, Ryan graduates college, please go back and check it out. This week, in honor of Vacation Bible School happening all over the country around this time, Ryan has agreed to sing the Golden Rule song that he learned <laughs> at Vacation Bible School. <laughs> He's making fun of me because I was trying to sing it before this started. <laughs> I think, what was I saying? God of Abraham? Father Abraham. Yeah. Have many sons. Yeah. And many sons yeah. have five. Hit the call cam, Abraham. Hey. And I am one of them. Hey. And so are you. Uh, so let's just praise the Lord. Right hey. arm, left arm. Carl. Left foot. Okay. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> left foot. Tell us what you think in the comments about the new Carl Cam edition. We're loving it. We like it. It's great. It's new. Um, I'm excited, man, about this episode. We're going to be talking about the promises of God. Mm. And the only Strong. thing that I want to lead in with that, if God said it, so be it. Mm. Everything that we stand on, whether it be at S2L Recovery, and the things we teach the men that God sends us, whether it be life after addiction and the audience that hears that, whether it be the what we talk to our friends about and the truths of our own testimony. It's all because we lean heavy on the promises of God. We've seen them come true in our lives and mm -hmm. the people that we serve lives. But even if we hadn't, we know that the promises of God are true. And that's what we want to talk about. We want to remind you listening or watching, man, that you can be still and know that he is God. You could trust that what he says is true. Now that situation that comes to play is the timing, right? Mm -hmm. The promises of God are yes in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, um, well, let me just get into it. Let me get in. I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead. I want to start off with the scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And I want to hand it off to you. Is that All fair? Right, let's go. Starts off with this. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the mm -hmm. blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have great priest over the a great a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Mm. He who promised is faithful. Take us away. Yeah, man. So I was thinking the other day uh, about doing this God's promises, man. And it's just something that I have to rest um, assured in many times in my life. Um, when we learn to rest in the promises of God, the direction and course of our lives drastically changes. The way we perceive things, the way we battle um, trials and adversities and everything, man. I'm able to rest in the promises of God. Um, so I would ask each of you and encourage each of you, man, write these on the tablet of your heart. Mm, Proclaim right. these over your life. Proclaim these over your loved ones, because this is 
sometimes what we only feel like we have in times of affliction, in times of trial, in times of adversity. Sometimes I have to cling to these promises of God and knowing that my heart says this thing, my mind says this thing, but this is what the promises of God tell me about my current situation. So I'm going to start off in 2 Corinthians three sixteen and 17. And it says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Mm. So we see a promise of God right here. When one turns to the Lord, that veil of separation from God is removed, right? That incomprehension that those of us who don't know the Lord have about the things of God is completely removed. Not only that, it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, freedom from what? Well, there's many kinds of freedom that that entails freedom from enslavement, freedom from bondage, freedom from shame, freedom from guilt, freedom from um, just, you know, fear, all these things that hold us down, that weigh us down, man, in Christ, whenever he removes that veil and I see life through the lens of Christ, I'm able to understand the things of God. Man, that veil is lifted and in Christ, his spirit through God's spirit that dwells within us, man, there's freedom that comes with that. Um, even the blindness um, that we once were, were looking through before, man, is completely removed. And I'm able to see my situ- situation for what it is and rest in these promises. So know that, man, the spirit of God in your life produces freedom. Yeah. Freedom. And, it, and it's very uh, that connected with the verse I just read in Hebrews talks about the veil, mm. the curtain. You mm-hmm. talked about the veil. Yep. This one's the curtain. It was the flesh. Once on the cross, it removed the veil. So you talked about in comes freedom. So all sorts of things, like you said, but ones he didn't say, the power of sin, mm. there's freedom from. Amen. The penalty of mm. sin, there's freedom from. And then one day, face to face in heaven, the very presence of sin will be freed from. There'll mm. be no more sin, no more pain, no more sickness, no more disease, no more addiction, no more divorce, no more heartbreak, no more tears in heaven mm. because God entered into his own creation as Jesus, the son and lived perfect for 33 and a half years, which is the standard perfection. You be perfect. Your father in heaven is perfect. As it says in Matthew, you must be perfect. As it says in the book of Matthew, Christ did that. Our Messiah in flesh came, lived perfect, and then willingly went to the cross, died for us. Now God sees us as perfect, spotless, and blameless. The veil's removed. He conquered sin. He conquered death, rose from the grave. And now if you put your faith and your trust in God, that these promises that we're talking about today, and we're only talking about a fraction Mm -hmm. of the promises of God. Not even scratching the surface. These promises are true for you. Like, let that sink in for a second, man. Like, you, Adam Comer, sitting in this chair, all of the chaos of my life, all the destruction that I did, all of the, I know what my thoughts are and were. These promises are true for me. Mm. Why? Because I earned it. I did good. I started to turn my life around. No, because of the work of the veil being removed on the cross of Christ alone, I can rest assured that I can have confidence coming to the throne of God because of the work of Christ. Mm. That's incredible, man. That is so cool. The veil's been removed. And not only that, but when it talks about, I love your verse. It's on my signature on my email, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. He's stealing verses, Carl. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. We're, we're trying to do a podcast. Jared, and he's going to take verses. No. Uh, the veil's removed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, 
there is freedom. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we just went down the whole list of freedom from what? There's so much more. That is true. It's true, not just because we read it, because we've lived it, man. Mm. We've lived it. Do we struggle? Yes. Do we sin? Yes. Does Ryan sin more? Yes. Way more than me and Carl, right, Carl? (laughs) All of those things are true, but there is freedom from the bondage of it, man. There's freedom from the power of it. There's freedom from the penalty of it. Sorry. Soapbox off. I'm fired up right now. No, that's good. Promises of God, baby. That's good. Carl, you got one that's on your heart? Yeah, um, I, when when I was talking about his verse, man, just talking about how God's so faithful, yeah. He's faithful, He's faithful, and um, I just love that that He tells us that um, we're able to love because He first loved us. And what I mean specifically is He's proven His faithfulness to all of us over and over again. And yeah. um, guys, a lot of times in class will be like, "Man, I just..." I love how you, how you believe in these promises. And dude, to be honest, our lives depend on God's faithfulness. Yes. Like these promises have to be true for us or we're dead. Yeah. And um, so that's just a powerful thing. And in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, um, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Adam in Ryan, in all of, all of us in this room, we are testimony of that being true. We've had to wait on the Lord. Comer's been here 10 years, bro, yeah. putting it in, washing feet, serving the Lord, waiting on God, man. And um, we were just talking earlier about how much we've all seen God do in this ministry yeah. in the last, like, in no well, time man, we were flat. We are doing a podcast, yeah, for, for someone else. And uh, it is cool, man, to see just interviewing about the document, I mean, everything. And just, wow, you go, God. It starts to stack up. And I think something really cool about his verse that we can't skip over, right? The the eagles, and that's strong language, by the way, to write that in Hebrew, that's strong language when they start talking about eagles and the representation mount with wings like eagles. But the part that I think is easiest missed, because everyone wants to mount with wings like eagles, run and not mm. grow weary, walk and not grow faint. Yeah. But what about the waiting on the Lord part? Mm. You know how miserable it is to miserable. wait on the Lord? No one likes to wait on anything, no. especially in our culture, right? Right, Carl? Microwave culture. Or you just, I can have it in a minute. Dzz, bing, and that's what we're used to, right? Yeah. But man, I really encourage you, and even in the promises, that other promises that we're reading, know the full context. And man, sometimes waiting on the Lord is hard. It's one of the hardest parts of steadfastness is yeah. trusting in the promises of God that they will come to pass in due time. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the most difficult parts of it. That's good, man. I really like that scripture. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to, man, there's so many. Comer's making fun of me because I had a bunch. <laughs> so, uh, um, like, did you leave any of the New Testament <laughs> at all? <laughs> but, uh, man, yeah, my next one, I love Romans 5.18. And it says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men through Christ's sacrifice, through that one act, right? The death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ. What does it say? It said it leads to justification and life 
for all men that I am placed in right standing with God the Father upon my confession and belief in him. Now, if you've ever struggled with addiction Mm. and you've come to God in that moment, you are certain of that. But if we're honest, those following weeks and months and even a couple of years can be difficult to to really make that personal and know that like, man, like I am placed in right standing with God, the father. I am renewed. I am delivered. I am forgiven because of my confession and belief in him. A lot of times we're under this notion that, man, I got to clean myself up. Yeah, man, I got to do something. I got to work my way. It's all this works based, you know, faith. I've got to perform and I got to continue to perform at this level. And by no means am I saying we don't have hearts that desire to please the Lord. We do, but that doesn't get you in any greater standing than the initial acceptance and belief in Christ and him as Lord of your life. And so that's a promise that I have to rest in, man, that knowing that, man, for that one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Mm. Yeah, man, I think understanding the very nature of who God is, is important for this episode, Mm. for you listening, for me speaking, for Ryan speaking. God is the epitome of holiness. He is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. His very nature is pure. No evil, no sin. So if God says it, he cannot lie. Mm. And so the things that his words proclaiming and, and the challenge comes as we're, we're talking to believers. Now, if you're not a believer, keep listening, email us, call us. We want to talk to you about that. Like that, that would, we would stop what we're doing and talk with you about what it means to surrender your life to Christ. But this is being spoken to believers who these promises are for. They're not for unbelievers, right? We are all God's creation. We're not all God's children, right? Those, that's those who surrender the life to Christ according to his word. So the challenge now to you, Christian, do you believe it, what God said? Mm-hmm. Do you believe he is perfect and spotless and blameless and that he can't lie? Because if so, everything that we've said is true and this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, making making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Here it is. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. Do you believe all of that? Believer? Struggling? Saint? Maybe you messed up last week. Maybe you you gave in to temptation and got something at a store you shouldn't have, ordered something online or looked at something online you shouldn't have. Maybe I'm speaking to you right now. Guess what? The enemy wants to accuse you and remind you of your fallen nature. Repent. (laughs) Turn. You're new, man. You're, You're new. 
remind Satan of who you are in Christ. Remind him that you are an ambassador and that, yeah, you did that. You're a fraud in every aspect. You can't, but Christ can. And then press on towards the goal to which Christ called you. The upward call of God. Don't look back. Repent and turn from it, man. Don't dwell on that stuff. Man, we get it. And like keeping the shame, keeping the secret, making up excuses of whatever, justifying sin. We got to kill shame. We got to kill sin and trust in the promises of God. Because if you're lying or justifying stuff, and man, we're getting hot up in this mm. mug, man. If, if we're not repenting and we're justifying things, we're not seeing the promises of God or believing them. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. Take it away because I'm about to start preaching this mug, man. No, Take it, 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 it kind of goes into the next one that I had. It's First John 1, 9, and it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That posture and heart of repentance, man, it keeps us focused on the promises of God, and it keeps us in that place of intimacy in our relationship with the Lord. A heart of repentance is essential for resting in the promises yes. of God. If I'm just dwelling in sin and like you say, I make a mistake and I go to that store and then I feed into the lust and that can easily take you to a place of shame, guilt, condemnation. But when I'm repenting for these things, man, when I'm fervently seeking the Lord in prayer and fellowship um, and worship and all these things, man, God is taking these things from me. And what does it say? He's cleansing me from all unrighteousness. And yeah. apart from his supernatural spirit, in us, right, I can't be cleansed from unrighteousness. By me simply just not doing th certain things doesn't cleanse, cleanse me from unrighteousness. Yeah. That's only through his spirit that has the power to do that. So a posture and a heart of repentance, man, it's super, super essential for you walking and resting in the promises of God. Yeah, and I'm not making light. Ryan's not making light. Carl's not making light of sin. I'm not just saying, I mean, I did. I, I, I did say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and I stand by what I said. But what I'm not saying is, sin flippant just repent and and yes repent but the bible talks about mortify your sin amen murder your sin put it to death mm. and i give this example at times man and i'll do it on the pod i probably have if someone kicks your door in at three in the morning and they're wanting to kill you their objective is to kill you and take your family from you what would you do and the answer is not invite them to play xbox right the answer is not to play games with that you get violent, right? And I'm not saying, I'll preface this, this is, about, this is about sin and addiction. Don't get violent versus people. Don't get violent versus people. Don't get violent versus people. Three times I said it. But if you're not going to play games, if you're going to get violent against the intruder at three in the morning that is trying to kill you and take your family, you've got to understand sin and addiction is going to do the exact same thing. It is going to kill you. Ryan's died. Carl's died of overdoses. They've been resuscitated. They could tell you. I should be dead. And I could tell you from my perspective, it will take your family. It does the same thing as the intruder at 3 in the morning. It might take a little longer. Why are we playing games with sin? Why are we being flippant with it? No, mortify it, man. So when I say repent and press on, it's with the understanding that you're putting it to death. You hate it. You don't justify it. You don't make play of it. You don't think that it's lighter than it is but mm -hmm. you kill it and then you press on you don't yeah. let it own you or identify you yeah that's not what the word of god says it says that you're a new creation in christ mm. Mm. carl you want one more come on carl get in there on something like let's, let's hit that y'all appreciate that dude. Carl. Okay. tell them about that t-shirt behind you right there 
Good t-shirt, man. That freedom tee. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but that verse Comer hit, bro, about um, how he became sin, who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of mm. God. Bro, that just speaks so powerfully against um, the mm. lie of addiction. It's yeah. so good. And like... Um, the more we understand that, the more our identity changes, the more our perspective changes, and the less we sin. It's true, because I understand that I'm a son of God. That's not for me. There's room for error, but he's calling us higher. Like that song, uh, Lean Back, that she used to play in class says, bro, it's true. Um, and uh, man, it's just powerful. The, the other verse that I had was John 16, He's He's telling me he's about to go away. Jesus is telling his disciples he's about to go away. And he's trying to comfort them right before he, he ascends to heaven. He says, um, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part of that is that's speaking to me currently right now is that he says that he's told us all these things that he's told us so that in him we may have peace. In him we can have peace. And for me, in the waiting, bro, if I don't have peace, I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait on the Lord without the peace of God that surpasses mm. all. And I can't wait. I don't want to wait. It's hard to wait without realizing that I have peace with God. And and I don't know how else you, you, you do this, man. You know, um, I, I've just been... Um, have a lot of respect for Adam and, and for, for the work he's put in and, and, and for the guys that came before me. And in him we have peace, no matter how crazy it gets in the waiting. If I can't have peace with God in the middle of that, in the middle of glory to glory, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And we're probably going to have to get him a mic set up at some point. Yeah, I think I was that GoPro that has good. Time but was talking. Man, and that peace is so unique. Somewhere around that scripture, it talks about the peace that he offers is not of the world. The peace I give you is different. And then you hit the quote where it talks about in Philippians, uh, a peace that surpasses understanding. There's all these other places that God's peace is different. And I'm going to say what I, I go ahead. Keep going. No, Keep. no, go ahead. I want to, I, 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 I want to close with something. I'm fired up, man. I, I, I could keep going. I, I have mm. something that I want to close with, but I want you to get in what you have to say because it's yeah. important. Um, and this is one that you hear a lot, but to really rest in this promise and know that this promise is true. And God has specifically proclaimed this and made this promise over you to make it personal is a different story. Uh, but it's second Corinthians 12, uh, verse nine, you know, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And then even in verse 10, he goes for the sake of Christ. And I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities for when I am weak, then I am strong. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. We read this verse one day in your room. We were both struggling. This was maybe two years ago or something. And we used to have prayer nights over here and we were having this prayer night in his room. It was just me and him, man. And this verse came up and what we both realized in the moment is like, man, everything I'm struggling with right now in the path of obedience 
God is my strength. Like, God, that's where he shows himself. That's where he reveals himself. That's where he carries me along the way. That's where his power is made perfect. Mm. Those places I'm currently griping and complaining about, and I can't go on anymore, and I can't do this anymore, and it's too hard. That place right there, that pocket right there, man, that's where Christ's power is made perfect, like right there. Mm. And so when you can make that personal to your own life, man, my groaning and complaining and griping turned into like resting in the power of God's promise within that situation I was in, within that position I was in. And that's the power of Christ that's Mm. resting upon me. And so my perspective changed, which changed everything in that moment. Yeah, man, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's really good, man. I mean, so on, so many of the promises of God, our curriculum in Second Peter that says that we can escape the corruptions in the world that comes through sinful desires. That's a mic drop, man. Mm. Like, that's a promise of God, right? And, and I mean, it, 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 so many, we can go on and on. It says we can escape this desire. We are partakers in his divine nature. That's who we are. Yeah, and it's like, not only that, but it's like, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll mm. give you rest for your souls. Mm. That's a promise of God, mm. right? The Bible talks about, Pressing on towards the goal and, and, and not turning back. It says that uh, it says that you can so many things. It, it talks about pressing on, being a new creation, all this stuff. None of that sounds like, hey, you're an addict or an alcoholic your whole nope. life. No, nope. it's what God said. Mm. God said it. So be it. That's right. I mean, I have a final charge unless someone wants to add something. No. Add something. Add something. We're at 25 minutes. When he was talking about that verse, man, it's so true. And, and it immediately reminded me of that one podcast that we were doing where you were sharing it that that season where COVID was going on and you had all this stuff on your plate and you were in the you were in your living room with your wife and your kids, man, and you just said you felt so weak in that moment. Yeah. But you've got this picture, this tangible evidence that his power rested upon you and your whole house. Yeah. And, and, and as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's something that yeah. you live. That's right. And so his power came and rested on you and Man, he catapulted this whole ministry through through one man's obedience. You know, it's just it's powerful watching God's power rest on us when we feel weak. And it, and it talks about not being yoked to, or to a yoke of slavery, but come to me, my yoke is easy and burden is light. So it's like, hey, there's a. It's actually possible to not return to the vomit. That's what the Word of God said yeah. and His promises. It's possible not to be yoked to slavery again, to sin again. It's possible to do that. 100%. And if you're watching this and you've never come to S2L and you just tuned in because you hashtag addiction and you needed some encouragement, if you've gone to secular rehabs your whole life, I need you to know that's a lie from the pits of hell. It's not true that once you're an addict or an alcoholic that you're always that. Why do I say that? Yeah, I could tell you because of my own testimony. But my authority comes only from the Word of God. And guess what? He promises that you don't have to do that. He promises that you're a new creation. He promises who the sun sets free is free indeed. And when I say free, I mean absolute freedom. So here's my charge. Christian, again, do you believe it? And if your answer is yes, prove it. Mm. I'm talking to myself right now too, man. We have a saying, from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. Prove it. If you believe that what God said is true and that this word is the absolute standard of truth. I saw someone sent me a survey recently that a certain percentage of pastors, youth pastors, 
aren't even saying, I don't even want to get into that. From the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. If this is the absolute standard of truth, prove it. Live your life as though. Amen. Watch what happens, man. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about making godly, righteous decisions. I'm talking about not worrying about things. I'm talking on and on and on I can go. The promises of God are true forever. Amen. If God said it, so be it. Let's live our lives as though we believe that. Because Christian, if you are wearing that title and to truly surrender your life to Christ, that means that you believe that. It's time for us to act like it, man. Watch what happens in this nation mm. if we act like the promises of God are true. We don't just say we believe it. Mm. And again, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to you and to myself. That's right. I need to hear this, man. That's right. I need to live a life like I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I need to live a life like I can honestly say that I am a new creation. I need to live a life like I'm an ambassador of Christ and that he's given me a ministry of reconciliation. Mm. Sorry. You're up. Proclaim these promises of God over yourself, over your loved ones. Write them on the tablets of your hearts. Daily. If he said it, so be it. This is life after addiction. You better believe it. Come on. After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. feeling weak and wounded and this that and it's like bro i ain't resting in the promises of god right now <laughs> daily man that's so Do you good. remember that you look you were looking at me and I was like... our world can feel chaotic and uncertain but we don't have to live enslaved to fear christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.